Hi everyone. Hi, uh, my name's uh, Will Rickson. I'm the Teacher Training and Author Relationship Manager at Macmillan Education. Uh, and I'm here today to give you uh, a bit of a special Advancing Learning Cafe. We're here to talk about something that's happening next week. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, it's the Macmillan Education Global Teachers Festival. Uh, so I'm here to give you a little bit of a snippet. So I'm actually doing my own session next week on Tuesday the 15th of February. And I'll be talking about uh, a guide to, to teachers development in 2022. So firstly, just to say, if you want to sign up for the festival, you just go to macmillanenglish.com slash GTF. That's Global Teachers Festival, GTF. Uh, so you go there to sign up um, and uh, you'll see all sorts of different training there for you. Loads of different topics from psychology, psychological research and ELT, uh, exam skills, uh, collaboration, thinking skills, uh, literacy, uh, and loads and loads more stuff. So please do go and take a look at that. But today I'm here to talk about the session that you'll see from me next Tuesday. And I wanted to give you a little bit of a taster of what I'm going into. So as I said, I'm the teacher training manager at Macmillan Education. And um, it's my job to, to put together, so to sort of, to, to help put together a lot of the uh, teacher training that we do at Macmillan Education. Um, and while I've been doing my job, I've noticed the amount, the sheer scale of teacher training and how much it's boomed, absolutely exploded since, since 2020. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of uh, resources and teacher training online before that. But as of 2020, it's absolutely boomed and there's so much available online. So the reason why I'm doing the session is basically to help teachers out there navigate through all of those resources you know you go onto youtube you can find millions you know millions of different um trainings done by individuals done by independent companies done by larger organizations uh, to give you some teacher training advice so this session aims at, at navigating through all that so during the session next tuesday i'll be giving you um, a structure to work from a sort of a template to work from to develop your own teacher training depending on what you want to work on uh, but the session today, I'm going to go into just going to, going to give you a few tips on how to uh, manage the, the resources that are actually online, not not the structure of your training, but actually how to how to begin selecting the resources that you use to develop your own teaching. So um, I'm going to give you six different tips. The first tip I'm going to give you today is to find a handful of credible providers and stick with them. So as I said, there's a plethora. There are so many things online. You go onto YouTube and you search for how to teach English online and you'll find millions of results. And you won't really, it's, it's, well, I, I certainly wouldn't know where to start. You know, how do you know who to trust uh, apart from the next person? So my advice to that is find one, two, three credible providers of teacher training and stick with them. Use that website. That, that's a go-to website where you can start your search because you, because you trust them. You can build that trust with them. So you've got, for example, Macmillan Education or you've got One Stop English where you've got webinars, you've got blogs, you've got resources and you just go to their websites and you search for what you want instead of going straight to YouTube and searching for it there because it's really difficult to know what sort of quality uh, you're getting there. The other thing you'll get if you keep with the same provider is consistency of the format. And usually if you're going with a relatively large provider of teacher training, 
um, I would say that that might be more trustworthy. And this is not to say that independent um, teacher trainers out there aren't any good, because some of them are absolutely amazing. You, you, if you do go onto YouTube and you search for how to teach English online, there are some amazing videos out there, some really quick, some quite long, comprehensive ones. Um, but it's sometimes hard to know which one to trust over the other. So that's the first one. Find a handful of credible providers. My second tip is to find hands-on, usable and practical training uh, or resources. So this is obviously dependent upon what you actually want to do as a teacher. If you're part of a large course, if you're doing a Delta or a CELTA, or you're doing some other kind of peripheral course on teaching English online, for example, um, you might want to find out more about the theoretical backbone of some methodology that you're looking into. Uh, for example, pro project-based learning has all sorts of research put into it uh, to prove that it's worth it and to, to justify its use in the classroom. However, if you're a teacher that is simply looking to improve on their skills, maybe the theoretical backbone of a methodology is not always necessary. Maybe you just need to get to the crux of it, get to the center of that and find the practical advice that you need. There is a lot of theoretical training out there. So if you do want to learn about the theory, of course, go for it. That's, that's really interesting. Uh, and also gives you confidence in the person that's giving that training to you as well. But if you are stuck for time, you might want to just go straight for the uh, straight for the target, center of the target and get that practical training. So you can walk away with some really practical takeaways to go into your lesson with. So my third tip is to make use of your time via the format. So I've also thought about it as making use of the senses that you have to save on time. So you've got various different ways that you can consume and digest teacher training. Um, you've got, for example, a webinar. And a webinar, you are required to basically, usually, sit down at a desk and dedicate 60 minutes, they're usually 45 to 60 minutes long, and dedicate that time to teacher training. And that can work, you know, if you've got that availability in your schedule to dedicate that certain amount of time regularly, then that's perfect. Sit down and watch that webinar. Sometimes you may not have the time to do that. And you might have sort of slots within your day where you could fit other little bits of training in. Um, so for example, you've got a blog post where you can read it instead of dedicating that time to one hour to a webinar, you could read a blog instead or on as well as the webinar. So if you read a blog, you could do that in 10 or 15 minutes. Maybe you can do that on the train or on the bus on the way to work. Um, or you can do it in bed while you're just sort of sitting there, don't really know what to do. You're flicking through Instagram. What do you do? You might as well just read a blog and try and catch up on a bit of teacher training there. You've also got audio, which is actually something that's really boomed since, since COVID's hit. Um, audio, uh, it, it was a hit, obviously it's been around before that, but you've got podcasts and blogcasts which you can use to listen instead. So maybe you want to go out for a run. Maybe you want to, uh, maybe you're driving to work and you don't, and you can't read something. Um, you might want to use your ears instead. So you've got your eyes and your hands available and you can do other things, but you can listen at the same time. We've actually got some, Millen Education has their own podcast series that you can grab on Spotify or, or your podcast provider, uh, where you can listen to all of our blogs, for example. And that takes about 10, 15 minutes of your time. Now, I'm not saying, of course, that you need to fill all of these slots in your day with teacher training. I'm just saying that there are various ways to consume teacher training. So if you did that, maybe you don't need to do that one hour dedicated time at the end of the day all the time. You could actually just slot it in these little pockets of time that you have throughout your working week instead. So that's number three. Make use of your senses to make the best use of your time.
Number four is to experiment and don't be afraid to take risks. This is a lot easier said than done from, from me, from my desk at home. You know, I'm just sort of saying, go on, take a risk. Easier said than done. I completely appreciate that. But what I would say is if you're running, if you're using a course book, for example, um, and it's got a project-based learning structure, so the unit sort of culminates with a project that your students work through, you're using the teacher's notes and they're invaluable. Don't get me wrong, teacher's notes in a course book are really, really helpful. However, there are all sorts of things that you can do with a project-based structure. This is just an example. There are loads of things you can do with it. So maybe do some teacher training on how to add some peripheral um, activities onto the project uh, as you lead up to the project, perhaps, um, to help you sort of expand slightly out of your comfort zone. So you've got the teacher's notes, you're doing the project uh, throughout, you're going through the unit. There are lots of other things you can do. So don't be afraid to take risks, experiment with the course book. Uh, my fifth tip is to find worksheets, downloadables, lesson plans. They are all over, over the internet and they're all free. A lot of the time you can just get these resources for free. So as I said before, One Stop English, um, MacmillanEnglish.com, you've got worksheets. And the great thing about that is that could actually save you time. So you've got the teacher's notes usually with those worksheets. Grab the worksheet, grab the teacher's notes. That's your lesson plan. So you're trying something new and it's saving you time. Uh, and your, your students will also experience something new in their class and it will give them some extra motivation and engagement, hopefully, in that class because they're trying something a bit new. So as I said, there's all sorts of worksheets and downloadable printables that you can get from the internet. So do make use of those. My final tip is uh, talking about next week. Next week, Macmillan Education are hosting their largest event of the year. It's one of the largest ELT events this time of year that you can see. We've got 30 talks and we have purposefully um, made it as accessible as we possibly can. We've got a very large array of subjects. So depending on what you're actually working on at the moment, there should be something for you, at least one, two, three things for you. Um, and if, um, if you are perhaps in Asia, you might wanna catch uh, uh, a session that's earlier on in the morning. If you're in uh, Europe, you might want to catch a session that's at two o'clock in the afternoon. Luckily, we've got actually each session is being run at three times every day throughout the festival. So from the 14th to the 25th of February, you've got we've got 10 a.m. UK time, 2 p.m. UK time and 9.30 p.m. UK time. So whatever time zone you're in throughout the world and hopefully whatever teacher training you are working on at the moment, there's going to be something there for you. So I really do suggest that you uh, sign up for the festival. It's going to be a huge laugh. We're going to have a hoot. We have loads of different um, teacher training for you. And I can't wait to kick it off on Monday. So uh, that's it from me. I hope that was helpful. Um, and I'll see you again uh, on Monday, hopefully. See you then. Bye-bye.